be seated. That was beautiful. It was like, I was telling them earlier, there's like this James Taylor vibe going on. Pray with me, please. Christ came to lead us in paths of righteousness and to guide us through our lives. Christ is with us in times of danger and times of goodness and mercy of God are given to us each and every day of our lives. God forgives us for our failings, upholds us in love, and leads us to the place that Christ has prepared for us. May we believe in our hearts that God loves us and forgives us. So Kathy uh, read one of the stranger passages from the book of John, the story of Jesus coming into contact with um, a young man who was blind, and there was controversy, theological controversy, over whether um, his parents' sin caused him to be blind or if his sin caused him to be blind. That's a whole different Bible study for a whole nother time. But what I want to talk about is how weird it is that Jesus made a mud pie out of spit and rubbed it in someone's eyes. Can we talk about that at least? Because that's really weird. I don't know, Stuart, if I would ever let you make a mud pie out of spit and rub it anywhere, not even on my hand, let alone in my eyes. It it must have been not that much. I don't know. Maybe it was already mud or something. I, I don't know how that would work a strange story. Um, And so, you know, if we were putting together an album, that would be on the B side, the side of the album that not many people are going to listen to. And what I'm going to read to you would be song number one on the greatest hits from the Bible. Uh, You probably, uh, if you grew up in church like I did, you probably memorized this sometime around third grade and then quickly forgot it. And then if you were one of those kids who uh, grew up in church and then went to confirmation, I never went through confirmation, you probably were told to memorize this again, and you probably did if you're like Pete Tierney who does the right things when they're supposed to be done, and then quickly forgot it. And then you start to remember it at times when you need comfort from God. You've heard this at funerals. You've heard it sung, I mean, probably a thousand different ways. And you now already know what psalm I'm talking about, Psalm 23. I'm going to read to you from um, the Common English Bible. It's a different translation than you're probably used to hearing this psalm read from. And I want to read it to you because, uh, you know, most of us have it in our heads like, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. We have that old King James language. Or you might have the NIV language in your head when it comes to this. But this one is a different translation, and I want you to hear it a little differently. So listen to these words that God inspired the shepherd boy David to write. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He lets me rest in grassy meadows. He leads me to restful waters. He keeps me alive. He guides me in proper paths for the sake of his good name. 
Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. You set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil. My cup is so full, it spills over. Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the Lord's house as long as I live. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. May God give us wisdom and courage for interpretation. May God give us wisdom and courage as we try to apply the truth of Scripture to our lives. These two stories don't uh, seem, well, the story and the psalm don't seem to go hand in hand easily. But I think in the times, our modern times, and especially with the news events of the last few months and and in the United States the last month, um, they really do go hand in hand in a way that I would have never thought of before. So this shepherd psalm, Psalm 23, is a psalm that we usually go to and comes to our minds when we need comfort, when we need to be reminded that God is our shepherd leading us and guiding us to these places of rest and these places of restoration and these places of comfort. But I want to say something about this that probably isn't a popular opinion. I don't think Psalm 23 was ever intended to be a psalm of comfort. I think David, having been a shepherd in the ancient Near East, which the terrain in the the Near East today is very similar to the terrain right outside the walls of this church, rocky, rugged, desert terrain, hills, thorns, stickers, dangerous creatures, snakes, that sort of stuff all over the place, lack of water, that's the kind of place that David was thinking about. He wasn't thinking about a place of comfort He was thinking about a place where God had led him as the shepherd, as he had led his sheep to places where they could find what they needed, not necessarily what they wanted. We live in a time right now where we can and should be, and it's not just right now, but I think right now we're all kind of hit our knees and are in a place where we're saying, God, we really, really need your help. Where we need to be reminded that the Lord is our shepherd. And that we're not going to be left in want. That God is with us, God is leading us, God is guiding us, and God has this staff in God's hand that will be used to direct us to where we need to be when we want to go a different direction, to poke and to prod us. And it's also used as a tool to protect us. And God's going to lead us to the places where we can get what we need, not necessarily what we want. Maybe if you live in Kentucky, where there's bluegrass growing all over the place, apparently, and the sound of bluegrass music being played all over the place, I hope. Is that how it is there? Just like that? You can find these lush green meadows. But here in the desert of southern New Mexico, hard to find them unless they're planted. But we still get what we need. 
And then the story of Jesus. See, here's the thing. A shepherd leads the sheep or pushes the sheep where they need to go. And it's not always a place of comfort. And if we're disciples of Jesus, Jesus could have done things in a more comfortable way for him and for the people around him. But instead, he did what he was called to do all the time, recognizing that living into his calling was the safest place he could be spiritually. He recognized that his spiritual health and the leading of God was more important to him than his own life. Literally, he followed the way that God had led him to go, the way that he was told to go, up to the point of death on a cross. And the people who were most upset with him were his own people. Religious leaders of his time. I've been reading a lot, as I'm sure all of you have, about coronavirus, COVID-19, all of the things that people are trying to learn about it. I'm avoiding Facebook like the plague because um, I just think that probably there's a lot of misinformation out there, and I have a feeling, because I am still on Twitter, that there's a lot of judgment and shade being thrown at us. The problem is this. We choose comfort, and people who don't choose our way of being comfortable, we want to say they're wrong and they're bad. I don't know if you've seen the slanderous, the the racially slanderous things that are being said about this virus, but it's completely and utterly despicable and sinful, the things that are being said. And then there are young people calling this virus names about old people and old people judging young people, and it's where you were allowing this thing to divide us even more to the point to where I've had pastors be upset with me and my family because we want to be a, we want to have be part of a church that is saying like look if you're at risk if you're in danger if you're a person who spends time around people who are at risk or at danger you should not come to church but if you are a person who needs for whatever reason to be in a sacred space and worship God with other people then come to church on Sunday morning but practice social distancing as the people in this room are doing What we need to do is let people follow their calling without placing judgment on them. Jesus, on the Sabbath day, saw a man who was blind and healed him. None of us would ever say, don't heal someone. But here's the thing, there are more than one kind of healing. There's physical healing. There's emotional healing. There's spiritual healing, and we're called to be people who care about mind, body, soul, and strength. The gospel is holistic, and we live into all of it. So Jesus heals this person. And because it's in the book of John, John talks a lot about blindness and sight, about darkness and light. And we know that he's talking about the physical darkness, the physical idea of being blind, but he's also talking about spiritual and emotional blindness and spiritual and emotional sight, and physical blindness, and physical sight. And he relates those things together, and he wants, Jesus wants 
for us to be healed, to be able to see. So this blind man is a story about Jesus healing somebody so they could see. But I think it's more of a story about Jesus allowing someone to be spiritually set free so that they could live the life that God has called them to live. And in so doing, Jesus healed him on the Sabbath and was judged for it. Over and over again in Jesus' life, he heals people regardless of the day of the week, regardless of what the religious leaders of his time were going to think, regardless of what the culture of his time was going to think about it. He cares about people above and beyond the other, and he's going to heal them. I don't know what your calling is in this time. But here's what I do know. God is going to call you into places where you're not comfortable. But you're safe. A shepherd will know a safe place, even if it's not comfortable. I know of a man who lived, I don't know him, I wish I knew him, but I know of a man who had a great big church in Granville, Michigan. He was the pastor of it. At one point, it was the fastest growing church in American history. And while he was the pastor of this church for a while, he and his family lived in a really wealthy neighborhood in a big house, and it was super secure physically. But he realized that they were losing their souls for the sake of physical comfort. And so he and his wife made the decision to move into the inner city and live in an apartment building where they could look down on the street and they could literally see drug deals being made and there were prostitutes walking around and there were gang members. And he said, we were never in a safer place than when we lived there because they valued their soul and their spiritual health over their physical health. They knew there was a chance that they could be involved in something violent but they were with people who lived a life that was different. They were outcasts, and they felt led by God to be in this safe, uncomfortable space. Our calling sometimes leads us to safe, uncomfortable spaces. But listen to how the the translators of the CEB Bible finish off Psalm 23. Verse 6 says, Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. How did we memorize it? Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I like translating that Hebrew word as pursue. That God's goodness and mercy or goodness and faithful love is pursuing us, chasing us down the hound of heaven, leading us to places where we're not quite comfortable, but we're incredibly safe. So, Whatever it is that you're called to do, do it. Regardless of where you think your physical safety is, value your spiritual health at least as much as you value your physical health. 
value your emotional health at least as much as you value your spiritual health. We are called to love God with our minds, bodies, souls, and our spirits. May we be people who recognize the hound of heaven pursuing us, leading us to places of safety, not comfort. May we be people who pursue our calling and allow God to direct our lives to the places that we need to be, regardless of what other people think of us in the process. The whole Bible is full of people who followed God's will against what everybody else was telling them was wise. Now listen, I am not telling you to go spend time around people that you know are sick. I'm not telling you to put yourself at physical, in physical danger. Be wise. Be safe. But at the same time, follow your calling. Because what gains it a person to have the whole world but lose their soul? In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit.